You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I'll bring it back. I'm running on the fast break, behind the back. Yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that. Dirk with the Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, writer at Mavs.com, and draft expert. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Draft expert. <laughs> Everybody's a draft expert now, Isaac. I'm a draft oh. expert. You're a draft expert. He, she, we, draft expert. I love all the draft <laughs> sites on uh, on Twitter. And even like myself, like I joke, I joke all the time when I'm like, oh, here's my big board. Like everybody has their own big board and which is really funny. And like myself included, like as what long is as my you have a Twitter board? account, you can have a big board. Why does my big board matter? You know, like I get that. I'm not saying, but it's just funny. I was just like, everybody's back. Well, he's four at my big board and six here. And But on a realistic note, <laughs> we got to We got to really. I don't want to go down this too much, but we, we got to really f- find the people you um, put weight you trust. To. Yeah. Like it's kind of like a uh, LeVar ball with like ESPN and stuff, like them giving him a platform and Carl was like calling it out. Like, is he a legitimate source? You know, is he like real enough to give any weight and time to like, let's really start thinking some of these, do some background digging on some of these guys that you're throwing out in arguments. This guy says, I mean, he is, he's number three. He's, he's at three on his big board. Well, I, who, I don't give a crap about that dude. This dude's like 16 years old. Like, he just got his permit. The problem with that logic is that you assume people are always looking for knowledge and not just entertainment. There's two yes. things that broadcast the broadcast mediums do is they bring information and entertainment. That's what I that's the only thing I ever learned in school is that <laughs> broadcast brings those two things. <laughs> information and entertainment. You listen to this podcast, Locked on Mavs. Sometimes we bring you information, sometimes we just try to make you laugh and we just talk about the Mavericks and kill a half hour of your day <laughs> you know like exactly and lavar ball is completely entertainment so when carlisle brought that all up does he have any basis or fact no the only thing he brings is a ton of eyes and everybody cares and wants to know what he says because he says crazy things and is he gonna what's the next crazy thing he's gonna say when what i think carlisle was right about with that whole thing is when it when it comes to the fact of it the entertainment goes before a guy's well-being in his job where it's like Luke Walton and all this stuff and you're you're bashing a guy like that yeah. that's when it becomes ridiculous and you shouldn't give a base to that especially so like when that. there especially when there's no pushback on the writer's end of like now Luke Walton responds the the team like supports him or all this so there's no other basis besides just Lavar like that doesn't that doesn't work yeah so like like my draft people that actually hold weight for me is like Mike Schmitz, the Draft Express guys, Gavoni, you know, Charks. You've flown somewhere to go and uh, <laughs> look at exactly. somebody. <laughs> like I know, like talking to Charks, I'm like, oh, Charks, what's going on? Oh, well, I'm heading up to Portland to go to the port, you know, like yeah. go watch some, you know, group of high school or something like that. Like that's the thing, like people who travel and they cover the draft for like a full-time job, those are the people I put weight into, so – just don't I've just I've seen so many random lists and I think big eight, boards are fun though. DeAndre eight and at like nine and I just like laugh at it and just like okay. 
I think they're fun. Uh, we we bring this up because we're going back into our mailbag. This is what we're going to do today. We're doing part two of mailbag season. And the mailbag. first... Here's the mail and Hell. never fails. It makes me want to... <laughs> Is that Blue's Clues? My sister watched so much Blue's Clues growing up. It was insane. She's five years younger than me, and she watched Blue's Clues. She would she would watch an episode on VHS. She would rewind it and just watch it again. Oh, VHS. Let's go. <laughs> anyway, the first question we have is from uh, both Rangers King 669 and Matt Godfrey. Uh, they, both, they both asked us about the... 34th pick or the second round uh rangers king asked do you guys have the second round in mind yet which that's sort of a demeaning question i did not really appreciate is this Gary clark's how, brother i did not appreciate how that was worded uh and then it's uh then he also said i like gary clark asked Wait. for asked forever ago <laughs> yes you yeah, did this- ask forever ago we're getting there not as many people care about the second round as much as you do but we are getting to it and matt godfrey just asked who are your favorites for pick 34 so also- let's let's get to it we're not going to cover the second round in, you know, March. So yeah. I know it's, it's been a tough season, but when you do daily podcasts like we do, we have to stretch some things out. So we're going to do deep dives on all these top pros- prospects. Like some podcasts are out there rolling like two podcasts a month and they're doing deep dives, which is super cool. Like whatever floats your boat. But for us, you know, we're cranking out five pods a week. So we got to get some that- hashtag content hashtag content so yeah hashtag second blessed. round on our mind yet well second round's been on my mind for a while back into march and all this stuff we just haven't talked about it yet so we can talk a little bit about it now we will talk about it now uh, a couple of names that i have um raleigh Hawkins, the uh the guard from arizona who uh people have said and th- these are these are not names that i came up with by the way i want to give props to our guy jonathan charks i texted him a while ago and i was like hey who are some names that we should look at for second round he gave me some names i went through the names and then because another reason for reason for me like i'm not going to look through 130 names of guys and try to determine who's going to be available in the second round so i'm just going to ask smarter people and they're going to give me a list of guys that they they think would be available there i'm going to look through it and then i'm going to be like okay this is a guy that i'm interested in Anyway, Alkins, he's a he's a six four guard from Arizona. He's a kind of your three and D type guy. Be interested in him as a as a flyer and, and we guy. Have to, we, you're talking about the first second right now, probably yeah, right. Pick thirty four, yeah. Because we have we're slated to have two, yeah. The, our our own, which will be in the high thirties, which will basically be like because it's a it's a big difference. Like you're looking at like twenty pick difference there, yeah. possibly to where like. In the fifties, in the second round, that's sometimes just drafting stash guys. I don't even that's know if just, I care about that pick. That's like, just throwing <laughs> like darts at a wall and just hoping you hit the balloon at the fair, you know. And but like our pick is something like important because some of these guys that'll fall out of the first round could be had in those early thirties. So yeah, Raleigh Hawkins. That's a guy I'm interested in. Shake Milton, the guard from SMU, uh, six foot six with a seven foot wingspan, and he shot. 43% from three. He could be like our three and another three and D guard. Just, I'm looking at a guy. If you're a guard, you have to be able to, to pair next to Dennis potentially. Like that's, that's sort of yeah. a guy that has a decently high ceiling that could potentially, you know, start at two after next year when Wes is gone. Yeah. And that, and that, that's the whole, that's the whole thing. And it's kind of like, you know, if you get a big, if you get somebody like Bamba, Aiden or something like that, you know, you shouldn't go for a big and with this pick. We don't need the forklift of centers again. 
Doncic is a little different because he's littler. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's just like you can never have enough wings, and right. they can play like multiple positions. So tell that to pluckers. <laughs> pluckers. Okay, so my guy that I have loved and I've talked about this, this is your guy. I've I've heard this name so many times from you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I really can't talk about. It. Okay, so so um. Charks is super high on him too because we kind of gushed on him together on the podcast back. I don't know when did we have Charks on. Man, it feels know. like a, a thousand years ago. A thousand years ago, we had uh, we had Charks on, but I was trying to pull up on my okay here where ESPN has him ranked. Okay, so they're top one hundred. Chandler Hutchison, that's my guy. Boise State, he's six seven, wingspan over seven feet. He can get buckets. Even after we like stop recording, Charks and I were talking about Chandler Hutchison. Like we're all about him. I texted him when their draft boards came out, and I was like, "Why is it Chandler Hutchison on your draft board? I know you're high on him." And I didn't know what the ringers they can't. They only had a certain select like number of players to pick from. He's like, if I could have had the choice to put him on my draft board, he would be. So he's like, in the future, they could have updated by now, but. Anyway, he's higher up Charks' board. He's and here's the thing: like, I would say you talk to the some people. Some people have him in like the teens. ESPN has him as the 28th rated prospect. You see some mock drafts; they have him falling into late first round or whatever. I don't think that he falls to the Mavericks. So I'm trying not to get my hopes up too much. Nick's gonna hear me on draft night because we'll be there at American Airlines Center for draft for the draft party. Nick's gonna hear me like get he'll, really pissed. He'll do a good place cuss like oh fork <laughs> when uh, when Hutchinson gets picked. Ah uh, shirt. <laughs> but you've ever uh, seen the so Good they, Place? No, no, that's a great show. You Ain't that about it. Philly or something? <laughs> no. It was it was like famous during the Philly run or something. Be, no, it was uh. Never mind. Continue. <laughs> so anyway, too so hard to I, explain. I have like these couple of guys that they're my dreams that they should drop. Like Bates Jot for Ohio. They're in State. your dreams. Is that what you just said? They're in your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> like I dream that they can they can drop <laughs> to that first and second round. Chandler Hutchinson, Bates, Kade Bates Jobs from Ohio State, both super big wings, super long, linky. Like they would play the interchangeable three four. Um, Hutchison's a little bit better score than base job, so I like either one of those two. I don't think they'll be there. Melvin Frazier from Tulane. Yeah, I, uh-uh. I by the way, I, I read a Bates job uh, article today from uh, or just an excerpt from uh, oh dang it, what's his name? What's his name? Sam Vecini on the Athletic. He said anywhere between like fifteen and like twenty eight. I think. Was. Okay, yeah, I, I, my bad. I didn't say Vecini while ago. Vecini's good. I like Vecini. Like he's almost the only reason why I would um, get a subscription at the Athletic. And in summer league last year, I, <laughs> stop throwing your shade. Uh, summer league last year, I was sitting next to Sam Vecini, and he was on the phone with coaches talking about his top two hundred big board that he was working on for this year. <laughs> Dang. He's like, what do you think about this player? What do you think about this player? Like, guy actually does work. Dang. Yeah, it's impressive. It's real. It's real stuff. Um, there, some okay, some I'll do some late second names that I like, and then I'll get to Yeah, do we have favorite. to we have to talk about Gary Clark. <laughs> Gary Clark. Okay, here's my only thing about Gary Clark. He's already twenty four years old. Okay, so Yeah, that guy's old. But that, he's UC. He's UC, I'm in. 
he's from Cincinnati, so Nick loves him. He's just my only thing about he's Matt a Clark player's player is he's just kind of like he's kind of like his tweener, a four or five. He's kind of smaller to play a five, but he, he's he should be probably a four. I'm just not completely in love with him. He, I know he played really well at Cincinnati this year, and they had a really good year. But I don't. There's just some guys. It's not nothing like I'm totally against him about. It's just when you're 24 and some of these guys are 18, 19, even 20, you're looking at a four to five year difference. I would just and you're in the second round. I would just take a, a flyer on a younger guy. Um, we already tried that with AJ Hammonds. <laughs> The, that the, is very true. the 24 year old guy now they're obviously different players but the the guy that should be ready right away and you just bring him in you're like oh dang it now what i think we'll do and if you're telling me isaac what we're gonna you're asking me what are we gonna do on draft night i i think there's a very 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 good possibility that we package both these picks and we move into the first round so i think that's first and foremost what we'll what we will do if we hold both the picks some names for that second pick in like the 50s i love theo pinson from North Carolina. I love everything he brings, defense, energy, motor, everything with his that. school. <laughs> I love his school. Uh Javon Carter. Now this is something I was gonna write about the smoking Cuban, but he doesn't anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the what? But you don't write for the smoking Cuban anymore. That's why he didn't do it. I that is very true. And uh, but like when Javon Carter was playing in the tournament, I saw a couple different Mavs people like tweet about how much they like him, like Melvin Hunt. I saw Michael Finley tweet about how much they liked him. So like that's a name. <laughs> those are actual Mavs people that actually make decisions. <laughs> actually make decisions. But like he's a name like in those fifties where like I could see Javon Carter fitting into that Yogi Ferrell role. Like if Yogi left, kind of like that third, fourth guard, you know, whatever it is. Um, Gary Clark, whatever. Here's a name. Here's a name that a lot of people is not really talking about too much. Brian Bowen. Dude was a top high school recruit. Oh, yeah. I read about him today, too. Went into Louisville. Got the whole Louisville scandal. 100,000. Set out all of this past season. He got 100,000? Yeah, that was the whole let's, thing. Let's go. So he set, set out, transferred to South Carolina, and now he's in this – he put his name in the draft, but he's trying to see if he's going to be eligible next year. If he doesn't think he's going to be eligible, then I think he's going to stay in the draft. I don't know. There's something weird with it. Where he's like 18, 19 years old. I should have that in front of me somewhere. But he's one of those dudes to where talent coming out of high school, he had it. He's a wing. And I would just – if you're in the 50s, if you're at pick 55, 54. He's and 21. You're just saying, he's 21? Yeah. Dang, it's weird. But if you're like he's somebody, I just throw a dart at and say, let's just see what we got. Bring him in, put him in the Texas Legends, and let him roll from there. But Josh Kogi, didn't you? Yeah, you that like was another name I had as well. You liked him. I mean, really, when you look at, I'm looking at some of these guys that have that are wings that have long wingspans, measurements, whatever. So he's like in that six four, I think seven foot wingspan, whatever it is. But my guy, okay, Chandler Hutchinson's my guy if we drop. Like, he's my guy in a late first, early second. My flyer that I've fallen in love with in the second round, Isaac Bonga. Okay, I've I not even love heard. this guy. <laughs> I love this guy. He's German. He plays for Frankfurt over, overseas. He's 19. He's, sec, he's the second youngest player in the draft, okay? And Nick, when we get off, I want you to get on YouTube and watch 
some Isaac Bonga, just some a little highlights here and there. He has he's six foot nine, has a seven foot wingspan. He has, I know I'm just throwing this name out there. He has a Giannis type feel to his game because he plays a lot of like point forward. But his long strides and how he gets into the paint, he declared it was kind of like a surprising, you know, declaring like him coming in right now. But I love Isaac Bonga. I want him in the second round. I'm all in on him. Bring him over. Let's <laughs> develop him. Let's, I'm all in. I'm all in for another German too. So let's do it. Let's do it. Let's bring Maxi back. So Isaac Bonga, I haven't heard very many people talk about him too much. I know Mike Schmitz did an article on him too. You can find that article where he talked about him and him coming up. He's one of those dudes too, to where you look at his stats and you're just like, Oh, that's weird. It's, and he's not like starting for his team, but he played, he played uh, like uh, for the national team this past year for Germany. He finally is old enough for that because he's still 18. He's like 18, 18 and like a couple months old, something like that. So Look Isaac Bong up. I, I want him in the second round really bad. All right. There you go. We just did half the podcast on second round. <laughs> I told you I had a lot on the second round. You're I right. It, You're definitely I think right. it is important. That that first pick in the second round could be very, very important. We might have to do this mailbag in three parts, Isaac. No, we can speed through some of this other stuff. All right. Let's speed through some of these. Okay. The next question from our guy, Billy Sierra. You guys have talked about four or five pairings. This is not going to be fast. <laughs> you guys yeah. have talked about four or five pairings. But if the Mavs draft Doncic, which I hope they do, how would that affect their pursuit of restricted free agents, Parker, Gordon, Randall, and Cousins? Um, I just – I think Jabari goes out the window. At, if you get scenario. Doncic? If you get Doncic. I think Gordon and Randall is a little intriguing because who you have to be confident that they're probably going to – okay, here's the thing. What are you more confident in, Doncic playing the two or Randall or Gordon playing the five? Doncic playing the two. Okay, so like if you if if you think Doncic can play the two and be like Wes Matthews' replacement to where you could run out Dennis Doncic and like Barnes, then, you know – a center and Randall, you can still put Randall, Gordon, or whoever at the fort. Then, like, you're fine with it. But that's that's the. I think okay. I'll say say this. Cousins is I cousins is perfectly fine for it. I think that's fine. Like cousins and Doncic yeah, as a player, I think it works. Like cousins and Doncic in the starting lineup would be fine. I think I will say this. I think if they do get Luca, I think the target on West to trade West would probably be a little bit bigger. It's probably true, yeah. Especially, because and maybe on draft night too, because they just really, really like Barnes at the three. I don't see Barnes moving back to the four. I think he will be the starting three next year. So, however you want to play with Luca and Wes or whatever, I just don't see them. I don't think it's just so easy for people just to say. And a lot of people are throwing this out right now. Oh, it doesn't matter. Barnes can just play the four. You know, we'll just slide Bar- slide Barnes back to the four. I don't think it's that easy. I think Dallas really wants Barnes at the three next year. Yeah, we talked about that's that's mentioned a lot. Uh, yeah, I, I would have to agree with you. If they get Doncic, then you got your backcourt. You, assuming Dirk now starts for sure, like you know, you, I don't think you're going to get two guys that are going to force Dirk to the bench. So you're still starting Dirk. You, you pair him with a Cousins, maybe Gordon, Randall. I'm not. I'm, I'm just not really super sold on him. You're right out now. on Randall. I'm out on him. I love the guy. You love. Fav- would you rather have favors more than Randall? 
Yeah, if you're if you're giving me a, oh, a, a stop if you're giving it. me no. a short deal, yeah, if you're giving me a short term deal, I'd do that. Mm. You know, Favors is only like three years older than Randall. You know, Favors couldn't even play Harley in that Houston series. <laughs> do you think Randall's gonna play in that that series? He would play. Yeah, he would. He would play more than Favors. Mm. Randall could keep up with him more than Favors could. Ah. It, yeah, well, the, that's the problem with Randall. He, if he's in big games and it's it, all okay, we've I've talked about him too much. It's all effort based, and if you're gonna get it from him, he's, he'd be awful on a tanking team, which he's been on. Yeah, this year's a contract year, just different. So, yeah, I think I think it definitely affects it. I think it uh, I think it opens it up. I think you, they could go after any free agent, really. Like we say that Parker is out, but I mean it's still wide open. <laughs> you know, like I think they could still go after him and try it. Yeah, I think it, this this question comes down to how Dallas views Donkic. If they think he can play the two, then I don't think it affects it at all. If they don't think he can play the two, then I think it throws free agency kind of out of whack a little bit. Like you're not going to chase one of those fours probably. Yeah, Donkic is he's going to push the envelope of positionless basketball in Dallas because yeah. he's just, he's your point forward. He's your Ben Simmons where you're like, is he a point guard? But he doesn't defend point guards, but sometimes he does. But you're like, just, we don't really know what he's going to be. And I'm excited about that. And that's one of the things I really like about him. Next question from uh, – actually, let's, let's do our next question. It's, it's interesting. There's two free agents. We can speed through both of these two questions. Two free agents in Dallas, and we're going to pick between one of the two of them. But let's do that, Isaac, right after this. Okay, let's speed through some of these next couple questions. This next question from OSU King. Yogi or Seth, how much would you guys rather re-sign and for how much? I'm gonna I'm gonna not do the how much question. I'm, let's do the you have to pick one or the other. Who are you picking? Yogi. I think I would pick Yogi too. It's it and that's just really hard because it's just like we haven't seen Seth in a while. So you take Seth's scoring ability. But Yogi, I like Yogi's all-around game, and he's four years younger. Four years younger, a little bit health, you know, healthier. He might be more than four years. His Seth's gonna be twenty-eight. Yeah, Yogi, I think is gonna be twenty-four, or he is twenty-four now. So yeah, so yeah, I would, I would take Yogi. I think it will cost more to resign Yogi, but I would take. Next him. question from at a underscore Drano: Isn't Wiggins a Barnes type mold? Don't need another. Don't we? <laughs> we don't need another isolation heavy scorer, do we? Uh, this this is back to Isaac's impassioned plea at the end of the Western Conference playoffs free agent target podcast, where he uh, he told the Mavericks to uh, go after to go after Barnes now or to go Wiggins. after Wiggins for the right price for the right price. What do you think about the two isolation scores idea? Now I, no, I kind of brought this up to you in, on the pod, but I mean, yeah, I I think it's fine. I I don't I think Wiggins is more like DeRozan and more than he is Barnes. I I think he's too young still, to really still a heavy isolation score. <laughs> still heavy, yeah, for sure. But he's still he's just twenty two years old. I think it's kind of unfair when somebody's under like twenty three years old to give him a label and say that's all he's going to be for the rest of his career is an isolation yeah. score. Like I mean, if I get him in a different system with Carlisle or something, he could be a lockdown wing defender in two years. Like I could see that for sure. Yeah, that and, would that would be my counter to this question is that he's. Still, he's only 22. He can be molded into something a little bit more. Exactly. Uh, you know. And Dallas needs athletes. Like, why? It goes back to my whole thing with Rodney Hood. You can't be, like, if you're Dallas and you have a chance, like, if he's a salary dump or, like, with Rodney Hood or whatever, like, you take the chance. We need athletes, and 
yeah good and like, talent yeah, yeah talent so what like, if you, you take... bring in wiggins and he's better than barnes like then you win <laughs> right true <laughs> also yeah. remember that when barnes came in we thought barnes was just this like three and d like shooting guy that can kind of score off the dribble but not really Barnes can't, can't dribble yeah, can't dribble at all just uh, a defender kind of guy that's just a supporting piece and now he's like a heavy isolation scorer like remember that remember that yeah. that's in dallas brought him in they're like we need a guy that can score and barnes is like i'm i can score <laughs> and then yeah. you went and did it so it's it's what dallas made barnes not what barnes is you know what i mean like that i don't know if that's his full potential as a basketball player but that's what they needed him to do and that's what he went out and did yep Next question, couple questions from at three bell. You think Pels would sign and trade? Uh, I guess this is about Cousins for Powell West both 2018 seconds. That way we keep cap flexibility and Pels would gain a lot of depth. So this question only makes sense if the Pelicans are moving on from Cousins. If they agree yeah. with a lot of the people that say they play better without Cousins, and they're like, all right, we're gonna. We're going to move on. We're not going to re-sign him, but he's still an asset. We want to try to get some stuff from him So for him. So they do a sign and trade. They get Dwight Powell, Wes Matthews, both of Mavs 2018 seconds. Uh, this is that, 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 that as a, like an amount as a value makes sense. If you're going to do a sign and trade, it doesn't make sense if, if he's under contract. Yeah, right, and like, this is this is different than Chris Paul, like Chris, in yeah. his situation. Where first off, signing trades do people act like it's like handing out Halloween candy. It's not that yeah. easy. Like people just throw this out on Twitter all the time. But I, I think Does, in this scenario, though, it makes sense for both sides a little. Yeah, like it would. It would have to have happen after free agency starts because Cousins is unrestricted. So if your plan yeah, is so to the, do the eighteen seconds, you'd have to draft for them or something. So, well, so like that's the thing, like. It would just be really weird because you would have the timing of it. And then if you do this deal, you want to keep the cap to spend. So you'd have to do it pretty quick so you could still spend your cap. You know, it's just a lot of stuff with that. But, um, yeah, I mean, it'd be intriguing. I mean, the second part to his question is who starts at two in this scenario? Yeah, so if Wes is gone, who starts at two for the maps? And so, like, in that situation – with this specifically, you still have cap space, so then you go out for a Rodney Hood and Marcus Smart. This could be a Doncic scenario, though. Or a Doncic, yeah. I put if, Hood or Smart or Doncic. If they get Doncic, then I think this trade could potentially happen. Now, you, you take the seconds and make it something else, like, you know, yeah. a, a 2020 pick, or, you know, something like that, like just something different. Uh, next question from um, Way 2010 or 210, sorry, 210. If you guys could redraft 2017 right now, would you guys take Dennis Smith Jr. or Donovan Mitchell? We've already answered this question, and we don't not want to beat the horse while it's down. Next question from at this guy Than: If your players could have only two archetypes, what would be your personal dream uh, team? So this is a question about the NBA 2K League where guys can pick two archetypes. Uh, I can't remember all of them off the top of my head, but it's like rim protector, uh, sharpshooter, playmaker, shot maker, uh, defender. What are what are other ones, Isaac? Sorry. the Can we talk about something that just happened? What happened? Okay, so Rick Carlisle addressed the Milwaukee Bucks rumors. Oh yeah, this is a question we have in here that we'll get to. So, oh, it is. Yeah, we have this question next, so we'll we'll, we'll address it okay. after this one. 
so yeah so okay back to archetypes archetypes in 2k you get there's a handful of them you, there's like playmakers or shot creators They're, they've changed the wording up some in 2018 but it's still the basic general stuff slasher it's kind of like your ath- yeah, athletic stuff like that defender rebounder sharpshooter post finisher post yeah there's just there's a there's a bunch of different and in 2018 you can pick two so like what is if at each position and you only had got to pick two of the archetypes for your your player to be what would they be it gets difficult like you know your center like if you're sitting there saying okay you can only have two archetypes man i would love for him to be a stretch five but man i want him to rebound Man, I really wanted to block shots and protect the paint too. <laughs> It'd be cool if he could create his own shot. And it's like, oh crap, I can only pick two of these things. So, yeah. If you had to pick two, I think I would go rim protector. Uh, rim protector finisher, probably. So you get like a DeAndre Jordan type. And then playmaker shot creator, probably. For what, center? No, you you only get two different types of of archetypes. So like, you get two two different sets essentially. Is this question? Oh, for all positions. Yeah. So like, you get. Oh gosh, get, I did one for like who would your like your point guard? What would your dream thing? Who would your point guard? What two archetypes would your dream? Okay, point guard do that have? then. Like for my point guard, I would have him a playmaking shot creator, pretty yeah. much like Dimes for the Mavs gaming yeah. team, or like Dennis. <laughs> Yeah, like Dennis. For my shooting guard and small forward, I would have the both first sharp shooting because you'd want I want yeah. both of my wing guys to be able to shoot. And then for one of them, I have defense. The other one as a slasher. So one of them as like an athletic finisher through the paint. Another one as like your three and D guy. So sharp shooting defense is like my two guard. So it'd be like a Wes or whatever your three D three and D guy is. Yeah, the four is the hardest one. So because. Hard. It's just like I went with like a Draymond Green type of four, so I went a playmaking rebounder. Yeah, I but, like that one. And especially and if then, you, especially if you just have two like three and D guys on the wing that don't really create their own shot. Yeah, and then for my center, I put a defending rebounder. So some of that protect the paint, rebound like a Gobert, Capella, whatever like that. So. It, that's a difficult question. I got where he was coming from some. It's a fun question to really dig through, so I really appreciated the question, but I was just I was getting kind of confused on what exactly the question was. Yeah, uh, but it's an interesting thought, and it's interesting to look at, at teams that way. So let's let's move on to our next question, Isaac, the, uh, the question about Rick Carlisle, but uh, we'll tell you, coming up next, we'll tell you why Rick Carlisle isn't going anywhere. All right, so uh, there's been a report. <laughs> there's been a report out that uh, that Rick Carlisle is interested in the Bucks job. This came essentially. <laughs> okay, does Rick Carlisle have a group message, a group text message with all of the, the top reporters? Because David Aldridge tweets a text from Rick Carlisle, Mark Stein, Rick Carlisle just issued the following statement, and then Tim McMahon says Carlisle via text message. So is he's he just, just mass texting out all these dudes. Like <laughs> I saw this report. Now here, here's my statement. Take it. Eddie, well, Eddie Sefko, everybody. That's so fun. Okay. Anyway, but his actual statement was, um, 
<laughs> okay, the, the the report coming out was that Carla was interested in the job. It came from some guy from Milwaukee that I had never heard of and wasn't I've following. Heard, I've heard him before. I follow like over three thousand basketball people, and I have never seen or heard of this guy. Three thousand basketball and sports reporters and writers. I'm pretty sure is that Gary Waffle or Wolfel? Waffle. Something like that. This is Carlisle's statement via Mark Stein. Rick Carlisle just issued the following statements. Rumors that I have interest in the Milwaukee Bucks job are completely inaccurate. I work for Mark Cuban and the Dallas Mavericks. Thanks, Rick. That is a non-denial denial, but though. What? That's a non-denial denial. The rumors that I have interest in the Milwaukee Bucks job are completely inaccurate. I work for Mark Cuban and the Dallas Mavericks. That is not that I am not interested. That's the rumors that I am interested are not true. Stop it, Nick. He's not interested in going to Milwaukee. So the question was from Special K. He said, okay, I just saw an article saying how Carlisle was interested in the Bucks job. On a scale of of, of 0 to 100, what's the chance that Carlisle would leave the Mavs? Apparently, according to Carlisle, it's nothing, but I wouldn't say nothing. I'd say 10. Let, uh, yeah, these, I don't. he's not leaving the Mavs, so that ain't going to happen. I'll double down on the question and be like, if Rick did take another job – who would be a coach that you would want in Dallas? I think uh, I feel like Melvin Stop. Melvin Hunt would be my guy. I don't know if he's your guy at all. I don't know if you even like him as a coaching candidate for him. <laughs> coach Bud Budenholzer, I'd be up for, but he doesn't want to tank. No, Bud's all right. No, okay. So there we go. We answered that, and then the last question. This is a long one. Uh, but we'll answer it quickly, but we will uh, we'll answer this in depth later. But this is from our guy Sheridan Powell from uh, Facebook, by the way. Uh-oh. Thanks thanks for reaching out on a different platform. What's your realistic timeline for this team to return to real contention? Okay, so real contention is mean? something yeah. we have to we have to define. To me, that just says playoffs. Like, would you? Okay, so would you say the Trailblazers were in real contention this year? No. Yeah, I, I would say I, no, but they were relevant, right? When I th- when I think of real contention, I'm saying second round with the possibility of a conference finals if things go Were the right. Raptors in real contention this year? Yes. Okay, so you could be as good as the Raptors. Were the Sixers in real contention this year? Yes. Are the Celtics in real A chance to go to the conference finals. Okay, so the Celtics are in real con- contention since they are in the conference finals, even though they don't have their guys. Yeah. Were the Pelicans in real contention? No. Were the Jazz in real contention? No. Dang. So in the West, I'm in gonna, the West. I'm gonna it's say different because yeah, because it's Houston and Golden ten State years this year. <laughs> no. <laughs> ten years when Steph is 38. Let's just say KD's. second round. Because I mean, the, Houston got Chris Paul. I mean, you you can't see stuff like that, you know. And that's why I'm saying like this question is so hard because you just can never gauge. We're going to go more on this. You can never gauge right now where they're going to be next year. Like this summer will determine so much. Yeah. If we get, if we get Boogie Cousins, that's, that pushes us up. You Isaac know? thinks they're going to win the title then. <laughs> I do not, <clears throat> but we could now. Um, he said but, we could guys, guys, he really believes that deep down in his but, heart. Like here, he, here's he, the thing. he comes back with all these qualifiers, but he really deep down believes that Boogie's going to win the finals MVP next year in a Mavericks Jersey. But here's the thing. This is the thing that I don't like. I don't like when people say people the Mavs are Boogie cousins. The, the Mavs are so far away because 
You they could have so said the, you could have said the same thing about the Utah Jazz coming into this season. No one ever thought that you know, I was a huge Donovan Mitchell believer, but I didn't think he was going to be this good. You cannot predict how good your rookie's going to be in year one, year two. What if Dennis Smith Jr. takes the same type of leap that Donovan Mitchell took this rookie year? What if he is Mitchell next year? And like, if that's the case, then Mavericks. I mean, look. I mean. Mitchell has, I mean, I know Mitchell has Rudy Gobert, but like in Joe Ingles, it's like good, but still like that's, you can't, you can't judge the leaps that these young players are going to take next year. If Dennis takes a massive step forward, then that puts us a massive step forward in this rebuilding process. You see what I'm saying? Oh, for sure. And you just, you just can't like quantify that right now. You can't even like think about that properly right now because we just don't know. So that's the thing. If we strike out on free agency next year, and I mean this summer, and we don't get any of these young guys, and let's say we get somebody like a Porter Jr. or something like that, it sets out some whatever. Well, it's just, you know, yeah, it's going to be a longer timeline. But there is, there is a couple scenarios in which I think that we could be in that bottom half of the playoffs next year. I do, I really do. And like, call me a homer, or hey, you work for the team, or whatever. But there's some scenarios in which I see that. Scenarios outside of the obvious is of landing like Kawhi Leonard or something like that. Yeah, it would take a lot. You'd have to get a Donovan Mitchell type, and then probably either that's Dennis or this draft this year. Like, uh, you'd have to have two All Stars somehow, and they're so far away from one right now. Yeah, so like, what if Luca comes in and has a Donovan Mitchell type effect in year one? I don't think he will, but like, that's the type of thing like you just can't, you just don't know. So I think like, he'll be better than LeBron James in year one, <laughs> especially the way you view LeBron James. Oh, here we go. We we're we're about an hour into podcasting right now, and you guys should be happy that the pod isn't normally an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for all the mailbag questions. That was fun. Yeah, we got through them all. We're not going to go to a part three. I thought we might have to, but we sped through them. So, guys, thank you for sending in your mailbag questions. And uh, remember, Isaac loves Boogie Cousins and hates LeBron James. (laughs) (laughs) I love how you're just throwing all these things out at me right now. Okay, and remember, right now I'm still drugged up from my medicine because I had my wisdom teeth taken out. So in real time, at, not right now. But don't try to don't try to tweet at me something dumb to make me argue, and then I'm like arguing while I'm drugged up. Okay, so he's drugged up right now, guys. Translation: Let's tweet Isaac all the dumbest things we can think of on Friday. <laughs> I today. don't argue on Twitter or like social media, so I'm not going to break my rule. I'll just turn my phone off. Also, my wife is graduating from college today, and that is very exciting because now we are both out of college, which I thought would never happen. It's just a very big life moment for me. It feels like I'm graduating from college today. You're like, my proud daughter is rocking the stage. No, because she's my wife. That's a little weird. But I feel like a part of me is now graduating. Heck yeah. That's exciting. Congrats, wifey. It's a good day. It's a good day. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. We'll be back next week with some real good stuff. We're excited. Our draft profiles are, are pretty close, guys. We're, okay, so Friday is lottery week. Friday, man. So today, as you're listening to this, we are one, two, three, four days away from the draft lottery. Or three, because some people don't count the day of. I count it because you have to wait. But So you got you're going to hear a pod on Monday. Probably yes. us freaking out that the lottery's t- the next day. Yes. Then you're going to hear a pot on Tuesday, probably. 
I guess. We'll probably make our final le- – we'll make a shot at it and take a guess what we think the order will finish up. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we're, we're going to do – one of those two days, we'll do a mock at every single pick. We'll do a mock draft yep. at every single pick that could be possible. Yes, Monday or Tuesday. We'll do a um, – we'll have something fun on lottery night coming out. We'll do it in We're going to be together. Mo- we're going to be recording together. We'll be person. together on lottery night, so we'll record something live while we're watching it and um, so you get immediate reactions. I'm sure we'll do – I mean, we'll do all draft stuff next week because we'll have the official order. We'll do a mock draft for sure probably right. the next day. The night, the night of, yeah. Immediate mock draft, and then we'll probably do all types of different scenarios, trade scenarios, crazy stuff that could happen. Next week will be fun. It's going to be too lit to legit. Too lit. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom. Boom.